Oh, Christ. What is he doing here? Excuse me. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, uh, Richter. Uh, we spoke on the phone. Yeah. Dante. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Richter's our, our contractor, Mel. Gave the buildings a facelift. About all I can do in a week. Uh, looks good for the auction. Thank you. You're planning to sell these? Oh, yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys are what, like a cult? We're the idealistic individuals who want to build a better world. Yeah, that's a cult. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Take two. It is episode 267. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast. We're on today's show. We once again sharpen our saw blades to take a stroll down yet another alternate timeline in the ever-expanding, often confusing, and usually disappointing saga of the Sawyer family and their number one child, Jimmy. (laughs) In. Wow. Put your best skin out there. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective. Part five. Part V. I can't believe you made it through that whole thing on your first try. I know, right? Like when he said take two, it wasn't because of him fucking that up. I always fuck those up. It was because he said something that you probably shouldn't <laughs> say in the first one. And it wasn't cute like that kid's show. Like, you can't say that on television. Like, if they had the Gen Z version of that, it would be... You wouldn't <laughs> would be... Just, you literally wouldn't be able to say that on television. It'd just be a bunch <laughs> of people on stage silent because it's like i'm not allowed to say anything anymore i feel like uh i feel like you could pretty much just put like the intro to you can't say that on television like for the last like five years of like political rallies just put that before all of them it's like perfect <laughs> you can't say that <laughs> what the f- what's going on guys i'm mike i am james and uh we because i'm classing it up this week. james yeah Ooh. fuck yeah Ooh. class I'm, class class i'm mick that's classy. Is it? Is it? Is it? No. Michael. Michael. You ever met a classy yes, guy named Mick? That's actually no. Uh, Mick Garris, class act. Nah. Uh, Mick. Uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley, class act. Super classy. Mick from uh, Wolf Creek. Mick Jagger. Mick Taylor. Mick Jagger. Okay, never Come mind. On. I stand Come corrected. On. Mick Jagger's got the swagger. So, so Kesha tells me he has the moves like himself. Oh, he does. Yeah. What if he? Had Do you think he? You think he ever <laughs> stands in front of a mirror? It's like you got moves like Jagger. I, I got moves like myself. I've got moves like myself. Oh yeah, he's British. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, what's going on, sir? Mm. You asked me right as I was drinking a beer. I did. I was like the waiter. So they answer- come over to your table. So to answer, you, oh, they God. always ask. Mid, oh, dude, mid bite. That's the fucking. That's the thing you do. Like when I used to work at Ruby Tuesday, you wait. Until you see somebody take a big ass bite, and then you walk over and you go, "Everything all right?" <laughs> Is that why they call you a waiter? Because uh, you, you wait. Yes, you're. I gotcha. You cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> but so you can't be. So I never get mad at waiters when they do it to me because you know I know it. I know the game. You got the inside baseball. I know the game. Oh, yeah. So instead, I just fucking talk to him with my mouth full. I just look <laughs> at him. Like, like, That's really good. <laughs> as much as you can, Adam. 
Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Wipe it. Wipe it off their chin with your napkin. <laughs> oh, gross. That's already been used. So it's like just sauce all over it. Oh, gross. Oh, lovely. Gross. Um, what has been up? Uh, the world. Know. The world's falling apart. Well, I mean, um, I mean, we can't st- still not just not just overseas either. There's crazy shit happening in this country too, which is fucking weird. Is there? I haven't, been, pay- dude, I haven't been paying attention. I dude. I stopped. I tuned out. I I usually <laughs> do. I've been glued to the TV though over all this Ukraine stuff. Um, I I was telling Kristen and <laughs> some people at work this other day. This is the first time in our lives that we are watching a war unfold that we are not a part of. Since the Gulf War, when we were like maybe five, but like I don't really remember that outside of asking my parents why we were waving a flag out front. I mean, isn't it? But isn't it just like a fucking matter of time before we're part well, of this one? Though? Yes and no. I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, we don't all this. Yes and no. If they, if 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 Russia were to put a counteroffensive against any of the NATO countries, yeah, uh-huh. I think we'd be we'd we'd be in it because we support them. Sure. But because Ukraine's not a part of NATO, right? There's this weird balance, but. This is technically taking place in Europe now, like in or close to Europe. So, Europe? so there's 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 a lot of weird puzzle pieces to it. Yeah, it's all it's, fucked. Dude. It's tough though. It's tough to watch what's happening though, and be like, I wish my country would do something to help these people because it's disgusting what is happening over there right now. Like, did you watch that video that I sent with the tank? Earlier? Yeah, but I couldn't get a real good handle. Like that didn't. It didn't look to me. And I'm not trying to like be a fucking tank apologist or anything like that. It it looked like it was in response to that no, shooting it, that was happening across. No, like, it, it swerved. It literally there there because there's a bunch of other cars going down the same street. No, there started. was just that no, one. No, no, no. Look, after afterwards, you see a whole bunch of other cars going by. Oh, really? Okay. The tank was literally driving down the road. It saw a car coming, and it. It was almost like the driver was playing Grand Theft Auto and then just automatically hit a left and swerved, particularly just to run over a car. But there was gunfire off to the right that was happening at the same time. There was gunfire everywhere. But there was particularly like right there. I like, like I said, I don't know. I no. Fuck. He the tank gunned it. So you literally think, towards so the, the car. tank like just saw oh, yeah. the car and it was like, okay, we're oh, gonna yeah. kill this person. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was an fucked. elderly dude. Yeah, it was fucked. an elderly dude thankfully, just driving down the road. Thankfully, he survived somehow. Oh my, my god. god, the video like, of them getting him out of the car is heartbreaking. Crazy, though. it's fucked. Crazy, it's whoa. there's there's so much other shit. Like they're they're shelling elementary schools. What? Yeah, God. it's fucked, dude. Like well, it is so fucked. Thankfully, I think at this point, m- most people like they're not sending kids to school anymore. Well, right? obviously not. Like everything's shut down. But like tonight, though, they're saying like literally tonight, Friday, huge attack on the Capitol or the something. The night, the, the president fucked. was like in hiding, giving a thing saying tonight. Oh, he pretty said, much. Like, this will... might be the last time you ever see me alive. To no- well, there's a hit out on him and his entire family. He know they know that. But he's yeah. like he's basically saying that tonight will make or break what the Ukraine is moving forward like it's it's fights so there's fucked, dude. there's so much to the history between russia and ukraine and our involvement in all of it like the the color revolution that happened in ukraine and us basically putting the current government in power sure. like overturning a democratic election and then us putting the currently which i need to look into it more but from what i've heard like 
literal neo-Nazis? No, that's what Putin, is that, that's what Putin was saying. No, there's like a lot of American outlets that say that too. I've not heard any of that. Listen, all I can say is this though. I'll, I'm going to look, or not I'm gonna look into it. I don't know anything about don't it, anything so don't fucking either. take my word for Whether it. Whether or not the government is corrupt though, what's happening to the innocent civilians oh, and people on the ground over there absolutely. is worse than any horror movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's it's the fucked. Only, yeah. So, well, it, I I'm so like it's it's fucking it's terrible to watch and I hate all of it. And then I also remember our government does a lot of that shit too. Not not like this. Eh, no. Our government no. fucking carries out drone strikes on innocent people sometimes. I, like just like it's different. Every, it's different, everybody though. thinks everybody thinks that every other country in the world has some crazy dictator who loves violence and then thinks that somehow the people who run our country are like these good virtuous people. They're not. The, they're monsters, just like fucking everybody well, sure. else, dude. There, there, they're monsters. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing good about war. I would say that at least when we do our drone strikes or whatever, it's usually because we're targeting somebody that is going to cause more devastation. I'm not saying that there's like. I'm not saying that it's it's acceptable that there's innocent lives yeah. lost. Yeah, we're not. Bom- least, we're not purposely just fucking going out yeah, and bombing yeah. middle war's schools. Ugly. I dude, war, yeah, war is ugly. It's, it's gross. It sucks. War is ugly. I hate it, dude. Um, but what's going on right now is not just ugly. It's straight up evil and despicable. Yeah, yeah it's awful. Um, and then you got the shit going on in Texas, in our own country, which is fucked. What is going on? Greg there? Abbott, the governor of Texas, basically passed a bill saying that if you are a parent of a trans child and you are... Uh, aiding in that child to do any sort of transition oh, or surgery. The, yeah. They're basically saying it's child abuse. But the thing is, they're pulling people. If you know somebody mm-hmm. who did it and mm-hmm. you don't tell the authorities, you're being brought up on charges now for Wait, like, obstruction or something else. Yeah, what? it's fucked. Like you'll, you'll basically face repercussions yourself if you don't turn people in. This is like the fucking people who are... High, I, I, this sounds terrible... The people who are like hiding uh, Jewish people in Nazi Germany, though, like if you're guilty by association, basically, if you don't turn people in, you're gonna get fucked too. Well, luckily they're not murdering. No, the people, no, I, I get, I, I get why that's a weird example, but <laughs> that's always a touchy. That's like, but you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like it's, it's the whole guilty by association because you're doing the right thing, you're gonna get fucking punished for it. Right. It's just, it's so fucked, dude. Like, right. And there was something in Florida. There's like, well, like, and then there's, a, I mean, they're doing that shit. I like, it's, it's, it's a complete, it's. The diff it's so that's like that's uh Greg Abbott's Republican, of course, right? He's doing his thing up in Canada. They're doing they're doing some pretty fucked up stuff in Canada, like with the, yeah, the trucker Canada's convoy, up like, right now too. like, like shutting down people's there was a, a like shutting down people's um bank accounts, like denying them access to their bank accounts I, if I they, if they gave that, any but... money to the convoy at all. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot about that. I've just seen some of the videos coming out of it that seems pretty fucking crazy. Like the like somebody asked the police chief, like, uh, so if people were just there during the protests, uh, just there, yeah, just peacefully assembled, are you going to use your powers to find them and, and you know, like, um, and, uh, is there going to be repercussions for these people? And he's like, "Oh yeah, we're we're going to find them. We're going to use all of our intelligence, yes. everything we can find to find them, uh, put um, financial sanctions on them, bring up criminal charges." Like, hey, dude, that's fucking. Well, they don't have the same. They don't have the same. I know that they don't yeah. have the. That's why 
I'm glad we at least here. At least here, we live in America where you can peacefully assemble. At least here, you have to you have to attack the capital to get brought up on those charges. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can you can go burn down a city and not get a fucking criminal charge brought up against you. But uh, it's just everything's fucked. Everything right now, is dude. fucked, dude. It's it's, it's been a on weird, all sides. Yeah, it's been both a weird sides, week. all sides. Everything's fucked, and I hate it. There's something in Florida going on right now too. It's like that you can't say gay law or something like that. You hear anything about that? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It, I heard like a quick thing about it. To just, uh, it's being very uh, like to to just to just say like uh, oh it's the don't say gay law. It's that's very reductive. Like I don't know all the ins and outs of it. What I can tell you is what they're trying to tell you about it on, like, in the mainstream media is not exactly what's going on. Okay. They say I know very little um, about it, so. It's not, it's it's probably not the best thing in the world. It, it might even be monstrous in is this, some is ways. This like, is this a conservative-led thing or is it a democratic-led thing? Uh, I think, well, it's a, it's a conservative-led okay, okay. thing. So there's probably not much I think it. it's I think it's, <laughs> uh, I think what it is is, so... For elementary age students, if you the what basically the, the bill it, that they're trying to pass is for elementary age students, so these are minors. If a school official finds out that an elementary age child identifies as you know trans, or if they're gay, or or bi, or or what you know anything anything sure. that falls within the umbrella of the LGBTQ plus. Um, that they have six six weeks, I think, to inform the parents, because the parents are saying we have a right to know about our kids, sure, right? And they're saying, well, no, you don't. Like I, and 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 again, so I'm wait, being it, I'm being reductive too because I don't want to get into a whole fucking yeah, thing no, no, about no, no, this. No, no. But, but like, is it, is it basically like if if somebody is identifies as as LGBTQ plus? You basically you can't you can't call them that because that sing, like singles them out. No, or is it they don't want you to say the word because they don't want the kids. I think knowing what the word means I think to the, affect them. I think the main thing from the parents. I think the main thing from the parents' perspective is, uh, the people at the schools shouldn't even be s- discussing sexuality with the kids. Gotcha. Which, uh, that to me seems reasonable. With well, with, it, with elementary age children, I think that it like, seems I, reasonable when we were growing up. However, kids are living in a world now where they're finding out about things so much earlier than even we did. That's true. So, so you know, I it I I, I okay. So I don't know. well, so that's the thing. Like, so if you are as a school official or a teacher or administration or whatever, if you are going to discuss sexuality with an with a with an elementary age child. Mm-hmm. Then the parents have the right to know what you're discussing. With sure. Them, oh yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that seems reasonable, right? Yeah. And again, I don't know all the ins and outs about this bill. Uh, all I know is that everybody's fighting about everything all the time, yeah. and it's just fucking. Whole, well, I can't keep up with it. The dude. whole I can't, world is fighting about. Everything I can't keep all the time. up with it because you can't like. You can't watch uh, CNN or MSNBC because they're going to give you a very twisted version of the truth. You can't watch Fox News because they're going to give you a very twisted version of the truth in the opposite direction. Uh-huh. It's all fucked. Yep. And that's why, dude, that's why I don't... listen to the Buzzkill podcast. Yeah, just have fun, dude. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. The fucking... The, the, the war that's breaking out... 
Uh, Not fun. Factually, not fun. But what's gross is Legacy Media is fucking licking their chops, dude. Oh, yeah. They're so... They're happy about this. Oh, yeah. They love the fact... There's no shortage of... They love that... Well, because they... For four years... And this is all sides. All sides. Fox, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, everybody, right? Pornhub. Pornhub. (laughs) For four years, they had Donald Trump to talk about. Yep. And it was amazing for ratings. For the past year with Joe Biden, legacy media has been going down the tubes. Nobody fucking watches anymore. Yeah. And now, war? It's like, yeah. That's what get cuz well, because because during war times people watch the news. That's what they do. Yeah. So they're like so don't let them f- it's no, just, I get it. it's I gross, get it. I get dude. It. It's fucking gross. I but get I get it. it. Like the bottom line is news media is not there to t- tell you that they're not there to tell you the news if they were there to just tell you the news nothing would be ever be sensationalized there would be no reason to sens- sensationalize a story sure uh unless they're just trying to get more eyes on the television yeah and that's what they're fucking doing it's a business yep. and it's about money Absolutely. and that's all it is Absolutely. and it's fucking gross too. all right we spent way too much time talking about yeah very depressing world yeah things. god sorry let's, sorry uh, everyone <laughs> let's get into some but we, it, it, it's the world though we live it's, in the world it's weird dude you know, we you know kind of need to talk this, about it you know the fucking... first part of the show at this point is uh it's it's fucking real mm. mm-hmm. break it down real you know yeah we yeah we get we get really really real <laughs> anything else uh been going on with you though no not really just um just uh, watching the world burn. <laughs> watching the world burn. Playing, playing world, playing Wordle and watching the world burn. World of Warcraft. <laughs> By the way, fuck Wordle, Wordle this morning. I am not having as near as much just of a this, hard time with it as you guys are. Just this morning, dude. That that word this morning threw me off. I don't understand it. We all grew up with that word being very important to us in like our mid twenty to twenty five year. Of course, of course, <laughs> it was the like Aaron said. It was the two, there was two sets of double. But we letters. can say we can say what it is. Vivid. Yeah, it's yeah. over with now. Yeah. That time people there's two to sets of double letters. Yep, that's <laughs> fucked. Like I watched, I watched a lot of two sets of doubles though. <laughs> So, really. But you're absolutely Wait, right. Vivid. It's two sets of doubles and a D. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> but you're right, though. Vivid videos. Like, that was... Oh, are you kidding me? That was the jam oh, yeah. going up, oh, right? yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, I haven't had anything else really going on. Just, uh, you know, doing just, a thing. Just bought chilling. tickets for a concert today. Oh, I also bought tickets to a concert. Ooh, what concert are you going to? We're going to go see, because uh, we, we love outdoor concerts during the summer. You yep. know, we do. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go see Chris Stapleton. Oh. Because he fucking, that guy's got a voice like Can you I wouldn't believe. You how like, much you paid for tickets for that? Um, <laughs> How much did I pay for the tickets? Or the Se- fees. $79 yeah. a piece. Okay. Which is not terrible for a figured, show at comerica i kind of assumed that how much were the tickets after fees nine thousand yeah, dollars like yeah. fuck Ticketmaster yeah. for paid, real dude i paid not not quite them i paid pretty much less than you paid for one ticket for both of mine how much that's you, fair what for what show i paid 90 dollars after fees to go see under oath at uh they're going to the Fillmore. Coming to the Fillmore. Thanks for telling me, jackass. We've been mentioning it to everybody, and no one's been no one's been speaking up about it. Yeah. So we're just like, screw it. We're but if go. you were actually going to pull the trigger, why didn't you call me and tell me? I don't know. Okay. Go, fuck off. Go buy tickets then. Oh, <laughs> fuck yourself. 
That's cool. I might, I might still, still I might still actually. I don't give a shit I'm about kinda, the opening. I'm kind of bummed out that every time I die is not going to be on the show. Yeah. Now. See, that's why we were waiting. We were kind of waiting because the show is on the 9th of March, so it's coming up. Yeah. We were kind of hoping that maybe people were going to dump tickets because mm. COVID and all that. But now that like things in Michigan are finally getting better, trending down. But yeah. We'll no, see. they're dude. We're we're at the same places right now that we were September like of last, last year, summer, yeah. which was when it was good. So yeah. yeah. So we're we're getting back to being good. So no one's really dumping tickets anymore. So I said, screw it. I'm just right going to pull the trigger on them. I might do like a day dude, of kind dude, of thing, like game general, days. General admission is only thirty-two bucks. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, I might just just do it. I might. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so Chris Stapleton under oath. What else, what else did I do? Oh, I'm going to the Henry Ford Museum tomorrow. Oh, dude. I've not. I've, oh, dude, I've it's appar- so good. I've apparently been there once when I was a child, but so I don't. Good. I don't remember it. You get to see Lincoln's bloody chair. I get to see Lincoln's bloody chair and Rosa Parks' bus is there right yep, now too. Yep. Oh, so. it's always there. Oh, it's I thought there. it was a special nope. special edition kind nope, of thing. It's always okay, there. Right on. Uh, are you going with the kids? Kids are going. Yep. The trains, dude. I'm oh, telling yeah. you, the trains. Oh, yeah. They are unbelievable huge, when right? you are next to them. Fucking unbelievable. Huge. Yeah, I'm really stoked about that. Yeah. These aren't the ones that even that you see nowadays. Like they're they're like ten times bigger than those. Oh yeah. It's it's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. <love> twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going, uh the kids are going and then my parents and uh Aaron's parents, so uh-huh. it's gonna be a nice little day with the grandparents and menage a trois families. Yes, nice. Yeah, if you want to put it that way, <laughs> I do. Actually. I, I would I would have preferred not to. <laughs> we can go with that if you want. It's a menage a tour. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's uh, listen. I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing really to talk about. Right on, man. Now, right said, on. now that we're back to doing weeklies, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody can see how boring our lives are. Yeah, man. Well, hey, the next time that we get together. It's going to be in two weeks. More on that later, oh. but it's going to be in two weeks. Oh, yeah, that's so. right. Okay, yeah. But yeah, stay, right. stick around to the end of the program to hear about that. Or just skip ahead because this is all a bunch of fucking... No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, hey. Yeah. Let's get into some corrections from last week. Okay. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, uh, corrections and additions here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yes, the movie 666 does feature John Carpenter in a cameo role. And yes, he did uh, record the opening theme, the main title theme to the movie. Did we say that it... Well, well I wasn't sure. I thought uh, it was 666, uh, but I wasn't sure. Studio yes, 666 you're talking uh, about, right? Yeah, Studio yeah. 666, the Foo Fighters horror movie. Foo Fighters. Uh, but a little, uh, little extra on that. Uh, Dave Grohl told the story of how this even came to be. Mm-hmm. Basically what it was, somebody on Foo Fighters crew, right, was also on John Carpenter's crew when he did his tours that we went to go see. Okay. So he goes, hey, you're doing this horror movie. I worked with John Carpenter on this thing. Mm. You should reach out to him, yeah. see if he'll do a cameo. So Dave Grohl was like, it's John Carpenter. Like, yeah, how do you, whatever. So he's like, so I just wrote him an email, like, Hey, hey, John! I'm Dave. I hit him up on X- Xbox Live. <laughs> I play in a band. I play. I play in this rock band called the Foo Fighters. We're doing this thing. Blah blah. Would you like to come do a thing? So John Carpenter wrote back to him, and he goes, "Not only he goes, he goes. I remember when the Foo Fighters took my son's band. So whatever son Cody, uh, he actually said his whatever son, band maybe. Cody was. In. Wait, Cody's not his son though." Yeah, well, yeah, it's Cody's, Cody's son. His yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. Whatever band Cody was in back in the day, he goes, mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters took Cody's band out on the road 10 years ago. Really? 
And he goes, and I'll never forget how well you treated my son on that tour. He goes, so not only will I come be on the show, but I'm going to write you the main theme for free. <laughs> That's really? how good of a dude John Carpenter is. That's awesome. So, fucking A, right? Was it uh, Nashville Strings? I don't I have no idea who oh, that okay. was. No idea. Right on. But um, but yeah, so that's really that's really cool. John that Carpenter is, did it cool. out of the goodness of his heart, and Dave Grohl was like, "We what? Like the the fact that that all worked out the way that it did was the most amazing thing." Like, yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's it's cool to me that Dave Grohl still gets excited about that stuff because he's fucking he's next to God, you yeah. know, in terms of his popularity and like how big he is, you know. Yeah. So love to see it. Very cool. Let's see here. Uh, I said bad channels gave me air, uh, uh, airhead vibes. Um, it, I, I was thinking airheads, and that's true. But the movie that I was actually thinking of was Pontypool, because he's in a radio uh, station talking about what's currently those happening. Are two very different movies. I know. I was. I, was th- <laughs> I think at the time, Airheads was the first movie that popped into my head, so I just went with it. Uh-huh. But as I'm listening back to him, like that's not what I meant to say. Pontypool was the movie it reminded me of. Okay. So that's all. Um, let's see here. Uh, my last little bit here is just a fun fact about full full moon entertainment. Mm-hmm. In 1993, Charles Band founded two extra labels. At the same time, Torchlight Entertainment, which is specializing in very specifically softcore pornographic sci-fi comedies. Very nice. <laughs> what what a niche audience that you're putting those out to well dude the whole like uh like oh, there's tons of them emmanuel like five through 11 were all in space were they oh hell yeah oh, okay dude. i didn't even i've never even seen any of the emmanuel movies i've not sorry get out of here uh but then at the same time he filed another emmanuel. trademark for for moonbeam entertainment specializing in family oriented sci-fi and family <laughs> Really went the opposite direction there. <laughs> Same dude is like caring about the families, also caring about the pornos. <laughs> it's just crazy. You gotta everything's about striking a balance in, I in get life, it. you know. I get it. That's cool. I just thought that was funny. I just whatever. <laughs> but anyway, you have anything? Uh no. Okay. No. Well, there you go then. There you go. All right. Well, uh what are we doing this week, James? What are we drinking? Well, this week, um, we of course we had to jump on the we had to jump on with everybody else, make sure that we were staying topical, cur- current, right? Plus, I really wanted to watch it. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> so that helps. Uh, so the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film came out on it Netflix. It did. Uh, just last, was it last Friday? I think it came out last Friday. So to go with that, you're going to have to, what? Oh, God, is the date on this really canned on... The 24th of September, 2020, Mike. It's an IPA. <laughs> oh, no. This works, though. This actually works on more of a, on more of a I'm level. Gonna, I'm going to throw up level? It, it works on a level here. I'll explain why in a little bit. Okay. Well. I actually didn't realize that because the name itself works on a different level, too. Okay. So, uh, from Watermark Brewing, this is an India Pale Ale, 6.1 percenter. Uh, it's a full pint of Chop Top IPA. Makes sense, right? Chop Top for obvious reasons because of uh, now, Bill Mosley's character. What does this and... have to... Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, you did. I Probably. did. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I'm done, though. Go ahead. Oh, so what <laughs> does Chop Top have to do with the new movie, though, you ask? Um, chopping someone's head off. Oh, there's that, I suppose. That works. Because that actually That's happens. the thing that happened in the movie. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you yet. Why? Because I can't. 
Well, it would give away. It would give away something about the movie that I'm not prepared to say yet. So we're gonna. What are you doing? You hear that? I do. Are you choking a gerbil? No. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's like vacuum sealing on my hand, and it's making a fun little noise. That's weird. <laughs> this is this weird, is great you're, radio. You're, you're a weird guy, dude. You're a weird guy, Ace. Um. So you're not going to tell me? No. Clearly Chop Top, though, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Here, we'll put it this way. It's technically a sequel, Texas Chainsaw. This is technically the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, if you think about it. Right. Kind of the same way that Halloween so the, the is Halloween. technically Halloween 2, but it's right. still called Halloween when the first one was called Halloween. Make sense of that. Fucking put that together, <laughs> dude. Uh, all right. Let's... Both of these movies are starring Laurie Strode. Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> She's, she really shows up in some shit situations, <laughs> she dude. She does. Um, so this is from uh, Watermark Brewing in Stevensville, Michigan. Ooh, we're, I, mm, ooh. Oh, boy, Michael. We're about to find out if this, uh, if this IPA has look, aged look well. That. I know. Look at has that. aged well over two years. Oh, my. Should we get glasses for this? That is foamy. Uh, I don't want to wake my dogs up. That's fair. So just drink right. it out of the can fair like enough. a piece of shit. Fair enough. <laughs> Cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. I can't tell. I don't. Is that how that's supposed to taste? I taste things. <laughs> I don't know what I'm tasting. I do too. Is it good? I can't I tell. I don't know. <laughs> do we both have COVID? We can't taste anything. No, I can taste. It's like, it's, I just, it's very I don't know. dull. It's a very dull tasting thing where I can't really pick out anything. I'm going to imagine it's probably toasted a little bit. Like, it's, it's a bit skunked probably. It's not even really skunk. It's just it's like, flat. it's like. Yeah, it's yeah. like the flavor has started to dissipate. Mm-hmm. It's no scorpion's kiss, that's for sure. It's very airy, too. Oh, by the way, I'm going to have to probably post a picture of this. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, my buddy Greg, who we talk about on the show sometimes, brought me my Christmas gift yesterday. <laughs> he brought me a six-pack of scorpion's kiss. And if you listen to our show when we did scorpion's kiss... Uh, what was that for? On uh, What was that for? I don't remember. We did it on an episode though, and the write out the the write up for the for the beer was so epic. I was yeah. like, and on the sh- on the show, I was reading it. and I was like, "Fuck, dude, this is so awesome! I want this. I want somebody to write this out in calligraphy, and I want to put it on my wall." <laughs> and Greg, Greg made me a framed picture of a scorpion with the write out <laughs> for this, <laughs> and it's huge. It's like what is that? Like twenty by. 20 by 16 or something. It's so much, huge. It's bigger than that, yeah. It's awesome. And I'm, it's going to go right up there, and my wife is going to love it forever, just as much as I do. put it in the I bedroom, do. right above the bed. Oh, shit, dude. The scorpion's kiss. I, I should tell her every time. Scorpion's kiss. Get ready for the scorpion's kiss, oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you pull your dick back and let go and <laughs> slingshots at her ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Inject a little venom in her Oh, no. <laughs> For some reason, if you shine a black light on it, it glows in the dark. It's <laughs> one of the exotic scorpions. <laughs> oh man! Oh, um, uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, this beer it's, tastes. It's, uh, it, it tastes like uh, I can't really tell, man. It's I kind think of it's, like a. It's kind of like a watermark. It's there, but not really. It's there, but like you can easily edit it out if you yeah. really need to. I actually just figured out a way how this beer actually fits with the movie. Three ways. Yeah. Uh, one of them I can actually tell you about. Because this beer is two years old, mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre technically is two years too late, too, because it was supposed to come out 
early 2020 early 2021 so it's yeah. a year late as well so there you go is this is this gonna make us sick no just skunked a little bit yeah i okay all right yeah, we'll be fine okay nah all right nah okay <laughs> i'm just wondering that because i'm already feeling sick and i'm just <laughs> wondering if it's just in my head all um, right okay all right. uh so anyway that's what we're drinking that's what we're talking about did we say what we were talking about obviously oh yeah Let's get into the bleed feed. <laughs> I should pay attention. The bleed feed. All right, James. Yes, um, yes, Mike. Odd week this week. Okay. I only have a grand total of not one, not two. No, no, two. I have two pieces of news this week. But and that's three it. penises. <laughs> oh. That's right. <laughs> Triplet action. Uh, I have two pieces of news this week, and that is it. Okay. And they're not even like... One's, one's pretty cool. One of them um, sucks. <laughs> one's just a release date. That's all. Okay. Uh, we've been talking about uh, Renfield, the movie that is going to finally bring Dracula and Nicolas Cage together for the most bombastic performance on the face of the earth. Which is, as we all know, necessary and what the world has been waiting for. Oh, of course. Right. This will solve the wars that are currently going on. I feel like that's a pretty safe yeah. assumption. Yeah. 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 Like, Vladimir Putin's going to see it, and he's going to be like, God, the Nicolas Cage was so good in Renfield. <laughs> <laughs> I will stop all of the wars. Um, yeah, so uh, this we have a release date for it. Uh, theaters, April 14th, 2023. So next year. Basically, a little over a year away. I know where I'm going to be on April 23rd, 2023. <laughs> 2023. You sound Transylvanian, not Russian. <laughs> I'm going, going to have a box of popcorns and <laughs> vodka. <laughs> this movie sucks, oh. it'll bomb it. And a liter of vodka. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. All right. Uh, anyway, hey, man. A little bit of levity. If you can't, le- if you can't laugh about the world falling apart, then we all, y- you gotta cry. Sure. And I don't feel like crying, so I'm into it. Yeah. Go ahead. Ooh, I have a, an ad on here for a movie called The King's Daughter, and I'm pretty sure Pierce Brosnan looks like a king with long, flowing hair. Dope. It's fucking weird. That's cool. Damn, Pierce. All right. Um, <laughs> what's new on Blue, James? All right. Uh, <clears throat> let me. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> The original Candyman film from 1992 is getting a special edition 4K Ultra HD release in the UK, courtesy of Arrow Video. Lovely. But of course, the good news is that 4K is naturally region-free, so you can still watch it in the land of the free, baby. Boom. Uh, This release will include the new 4K restoration, of course, and also a limited edition 40-page perfect-bound booklet reproducing the original hand-painted storyboards by director Bernard Rose. Fully illustrated collector's booklet featuring new writing on the film by festival programmer Michael Blythe. Six postcard size original UK lobby card reproduction. And reversible sleeve and poster featuring the original and new artwork by Gary Pullen. Pullen a Gary. Pullen a Gary. (laughs) That one comes out on May 23rd. And the only other one I've got here is uh, the 2011 film Cabin in the Woods, which is one of our favorites. We'll be getting a 4K upgrade from Lionsgate. The super meta monster-laden splatter fest directed by Drew Goddard and produced by Joss Whedon will hit shelves on April 19th at a... Uh, what? Hmm? What? Go on. Oh, 
thought you were laughing at me. For I'm some laughing reason. at myself. Uh, April, April 19th, um, uh, 4K Blu-ray and digital combo pack exclusively from Best Buy. And you guessed it, immortalized in... Ooh, stunning. Steelbook. Oh, Packaging. Super meta monster laden, super meta monster laden, super meta monster, super meta monster, super meta monster on a baseball. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head. Uh, okay. That's Fuck what you. I was laughing at. All right. All right. Go ahead. Is that it? Yep. No. Oh, okay. Uh, last bit of news here. It's more John Carpenter news, actually, which oh, is kind of fun. Johnny C. Uh, Johnny C was speaking with uh, HTR this week, and they were talking to him about a whole bunch of stuff. Probably a lot of the Studio Six 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 stuff. That was that what just came out of your mouth. That was that was probably probably lava. That was the that was the chop top talking. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, uh, he was asked uh, which one of his classic movies he would most likely or most like to see a follow up for. And rather than just say what he would like to see, he let loose that he himself wants to do something. Oh. But it's John Carpenter, so take it with a grain of salt. Sure. You know, if the new Call of Duty comes out, that's what he'll be doing instead of making a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says, I would like to do a sequel to The Thing mm. or a continuation, something like that. He goes on to say, but I don't, see, but, but I don't know. You see, there's lots of things in this world I don't know. <laughs> So it's no guarantees that like he's ever gonna do it, but the fact that he wants to, it's not only is kind of cool. It's not only no guarantees. He said something without actually saying anything. Kind of. I'd like to do is, a sequel to the thing, but it's I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things I don't know. <laughs> what's What's interesting interesting about it though is this report points out is that a couple of years ago they were supposed to be remaking Who Goes There, which is the original short story, right? But then, like later, like the lost version was like recovered. They had the longer edition to it, and they were supposed to adapt that. Okay. And John Carpenter was was attached to it in some capacity, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be producing or you know even even just uh, consulting or whatever. But he was attached to it in some way. Yeah. So who knows? Perhaps he's teasing something that is still coming through the pipeline. Who knows? Hmm. I don't know. Okay. And Johnny C could be up to no good. <sighs> John, don't tease us, John. I know, right? Right. But uh, that's that, that's literally the news. Like, there's, <clears throat> it's been uh, a weird week. Okay, so, well, there you go. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll take a little break here then, and when we get back, we will head to Tejas. Okay, hold on a second. One last time. Hold on a second. What? Are we really starting the tofu at 37 minutes in? You're damn right. With only one movie, this is going to be an hour long episode. <laughs> Y'all are in for a treat. Probably, probably <laughs> much to the delight of many, many people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. All right. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James, uh, what do you get when you cross a bunch of Gen Zers, a classic uh, classic horror franchise, and some of the most brutal kills I've seen in a horror movie in a very long time? What do you get? My Friday night. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, it is your Friday night. Oh, this is... Oh, well, yeah, it is my Friday night, yeah, literally. There you go. Because I'm... Okay, well, um, that all kind of okay. worked out. So I mentioned to you earlier. Are these Gen Zers? Oh fuck yeah, they are. 
Are they? Oh, are you kidding me? When does Gen Z start? I don't remember. We are technically Gen Z. No, we're not. No, we're, no, we're, we're millennials. millennials we're millennials. Too. Right. Don't sorry, fucking, sorry. Don't I, fucking love me th- in with them. Remember when we thought millennials were the worst? <laughs> uh, millennials still are. Not as bad as Gen Z, though. Pretty bad. Pretty like bad. Our, our generation does suck quite a lot. Gen Zers are the worst. Gen we're only Zers like a year worst. into it, though. Like, like literally like another year. I'm 36. A year later, I would have been out of millennial. Is that really? Yeah. That, really? Yep. I think uh, it's like, I think it's 84 it cuts off and I'm 85. Or I'm sorry, 86 it cuts off rather. What? Yeah. What? No. Yeah. It's something like that. For millennials? Yep. No. Oh, yeah. No. Look it up. No. Look it up. No, I don't think anyway, so. Anyway, though, I mentioned to you mm-hmm. that my, uh, my feelings on this movie might actually surprise you. Okay. So before I get into my thoughts on it, I'm very, very, very curious as to what you thought about this movie. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. So uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, 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 no. We are different. We get rid of the at the beginning of our movie. Well, because the is like so 2003. So uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022, the year of our Lord, directed by David Blue Garcia. I would tell you other stuff he did. But he's never done anything else. But he didn't. Uh, Produced by Fede Alvarez, hence the amazing gore in this movie. Dude, I'm looking up to... I'm looking up to find uh, when Gen Z starts. Yep. And one of the most asked questions on Google is, will will Gen Z save the world? (laughs) No. (laughs) Come on. Fuck. Uh, All right. Boy, uh, after awesome. well, we'll get into that. Uh, after nearly fifty years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. Okay, is that listen? Boom. Listen, Gen Z started in '96. No, Gen Z. I'm talking about millennials. Yeah, what the fuck? I was looking up Gen Z this whole no, time. No, we were talking about millennials. Oh well. <laughs> Well, now you know about Gen Z. <laughs> you idiot. Gen Z's 96 to 2009. Yeah, okay. So what's sense. after 2009? I don't, I don't know if I want to know. <sighs> the, t- the, the TikTokers. They're just called the TikTokers. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. No. Can we please talk about this movie now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. I already told you I'm not going to, so. <laughs> very curious. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to drag this out until it's a two-hour episode. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, um, so why don't we just discuss? Why do I have to tell you exactly I'm, I'm what I curious. think? The whole I'm just time. curious. Um, okay. It's not how we do it. Let's do this. Sarah Yarkin plays Melody. Uh, she, along with Jacob, uh, Lattimore plays Dante. So Melody and Dante, it's their, they are like these super, super, super SG, S, uh, SJW, there we go. SJW type um, Gen Zers who want to save the world, and you're sounding just, more like a boomer than a than I, a millennial yeah, right now. I know, now. I know, whatever. <laughs> I I I hate these type of characters, though. Like, I really, really hate these type of characters. I do too. It's um, like it's these, it's these. We we want to build a better world, and it was so fo- This movie was so hyper focused on on gun violence and well, very real <clears throat> things that have happened. But it's like in a way that just came off as annoying as shit well that's the way that i was thinking of it was because i don't i don't care if you throw you know topical stuff in oh, sure. school i mean like school shootings uh you know, gun violence stuff like that than the way they did it though to me this felt more like uh 
somebody was sitting there with a checklist mm-hmm. and they're like they're like oh did we say the thing about hicks and how they uh how they are compensating for their dick size with a gun okay we did okay mm-hmm. uh did we say the thing about uh did did a hick call these kids gentrifuckers yeah he did okay mm-hmm. all right uh oh is there a rebel flag somewhere mm-hmm. yeah there's a rebel flag okay we gotta talk so, about uh violence in schools these yeah, days we, that's there did we do the school shooting yeah okay the, uh, we got, did that gotta talk about how the uh uh, how, how how young young people are going to save the world because right. they know how to fix everything. Right. It, it's, uh, it's it's very it, it's it's not like like I said I don't care if these messages are in movies. We gotta it's put, just like it like when you when you're speci- it's like when it's so in your face and on the nose it's like it just comes across as corny to me. I have you know I, I have mean? a theory about potentially why it was like that. I don't know that I'm right about it. It's just a theory. Okay, you know what? I I kind of gave I kind of gave my thoughts away literally just by saying that. When I got done watching <clears throat> this movie, Kristen and I watched it last night. When I got done watching it, I my my thought process was this. Objectively, mm-hmm. I see why people liked this movie. Mm-hmm objectively it's not a bad movie Mm -hmm. right it's competently made it's well shot yeah it looks good the acting is okay like it's it's not objectively i I take it back i'm not gonna say that's good it's not objectively a bad movie Mm -hmm. right but when i went back through it today Mm -hmm. because i didn't really take any notes when i was watching it last night for the first time so i kind of skipped back through it did you know that on netflix you can watch a movie at two times the speed yeah yeah didn't know that everybody knows that dude didn't know that um so i did that and then skipped around a bunch to rewatch things i was kind of retaking notes on what i was thinking at Mm -hmm. the time and after i did that and i compiled my list i realized i really just didn't like this movie Mm. It did nothing for me. It, it annoyed me, I think, more than anything else. And the reason that it annoyed me is... And I don't want to be one of these people that comes up and like, this fucking movie sucks, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, most of the horror people out there that don't like anything new. Sure, sure. It's not really where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. I, I just think the movie itself was completely misguided. I, I, I think that you're right. Like, the makers of it lost track of what they were making. And it turned into this weird amalgamation of social commentary... But it lost its way. Sort I wouldn't of. even. I wouldn't even say if they lost sight of what they're making. Or you think? You it was- know, um, I think that. I think that. Like, I think that putting. Uh, you know, putting the social commentary, whether they feel like they need to these days or whatever, like it, it doesn't bother me that much. It's it, like I said, it, m- more so than it being annoying. It just comes but across this, as corny to me. But this wasn't commentary. This was the entire movie. It was like bullet, was it was like bullet points. Like let's make sure we hit all these. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it was right. part of the story. Right. But I also there was some of it felt kind of tongue in cheek though too. Mm, it's see, almost it's almost like it was it was it was being like super woke, yes. but at the same time being aware of the fact that it was super woke and well, kind of poking fun of it. It like was the intentionally scene, woke like to the then scene make fun the, of itself. Like the scene in the bus where everybody's got their phones out and the guy goes, hey man, you touch anybody and you're canceled, bro. It's like, like there's yeah. they obviously didn't write that line for it to be taken seriously. Well, the entire well, the entire story too. Oh, and by the way, spoilers. Oh, huge spoilers. Uh, this yeah. just came out last week and yeah. if you haven't watched it on Netflix, we will ruin it for you. Yes. So, please go watch it before you listen to this. Yes. Um 
Leela was the sister, right? Lila. Lila, sorry. She was the one that had gotten shot in the school shooting. Yeah, yeah. Her whole story is that she was in a school shooting. She one of the, she was like one of the only people in her friend group that survived. Mm-hmm. And she's carrying around this guilt and this and that. Her sister Melody, who Sarah Yarkin, she might be a very lovely person. Mm-hmm. God, she annoys the shit out of me. Oh, really? Oh, I hate her. I think she's cute. Oh, I hate her. Why? I just do. I don't like her face. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I just like, like, I'm not like, I'm not saying like, I don't like her face. I think she's ugly. That's not what I'm saying. Like Kick her, her fucking face. She's annoying to me. Like every fiber of her being, at least in this movie, I don't know her from anything else. I just know her from this movie and everything about the character she was playing. So I, No, you do. You know her for, she was in uh, Happy Death Day to you. Oh, okay. She's in the second, second okay, Happy you're right, Death Day. You're right. She was like the, uh, there was like the team of super nerds who were helping the girl to like figure out what the hell is going on so i liked her in that movie then okay so then it's this character then it's not her it's this character well this like this character like like i feel like it was engineered for you to hate her that's and that's what you're talking about with the whole tongue-in-cheek thing because her (laughs) sister lila was the counterpart to all of that she was one that was like you're ridiculous Right. I don't agree with what you're doing. I don't want to move out here. Right. I think what you're doing is stupid. Is basically her whole attitude. So I feel like, yes, the movie was written very tongue in cheek, like it was supposed to be making fun of these Gen Z or Save the World type people. Yeah. But I still don't <clears throat> think that it was written intelligently enough for me to still not hate it for those merits. Does that make um, sense to me or to uh, you? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just, like, I tried not to... Did you just spill beer on your computer? All right, we're back. Uh, technical difficulties there uh, with my hands and a bottle of beer. Mike technically <laughs> can't use his arms in a way that doesn't end up in him spilling beer all I over was his... I was getting so worked up about how... <laughs> I didn't like this character, and I spilled my beer. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Happens. Okay. Um, getting back to what we were saying, though, like I feel like the movie was... I think you're right. It was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. I think the movie was written from a perspective of, here's all these stupid Gen Zers. What happens if they meet Leatherface? Right? I feel like that's how the movie was written. I, yeah. I don't think all of it was supposed to be... Like, it's, it's, it's kind of... It's kind of like they were coming at it from both angles, like trying to please both crowds. Yeah. Like they had they had these kids who obviously had very, um, you know, sort of a very liberal outlook of the world to the point where they misjudged certain people like Richter. Yeah. The guy who... Sure. Uh, <laughs> Richter? Damn near killed her. Damn near killed her. He was my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, like they meet him in the beginning, and like I said in the beginning, they had the the whole thing. Like, okay, so he's he's a an open carry kind of guy. He's wearing a a gun in a holster on his hip, right? Yeah, where everybody can see it. And they they make the the joke about, oh, look at this guy, he's compensating for something. And you know, like at first, at first, they want to make you believe that he's like some some dumb hick. Carrying a gun around because only dumb hicks carry guns from around. From Texas. From yeah. Texas, and he loves his guns and his truck and his fucking, you know, it's like, and then he ends up being a pretty cool dude. Mm-hmm. And does he have an AR 15 sitting on a table three feet to well, his left while he's working on a car? Yes, he does. Uh, this is what made me feel like it was very tongue in cheek because he 
ended up being an extremely responsible gun owner. A responsible gun. Like, well, he didn't carry, okay. No, Hold he, didn't, on. he didn't carry a sidearm loaded at all. When he okay. pulled his gun out yeah. later, he had to load his gun See, I had and do all hu- that. I like, had a huge issue with that. <laughs> and I fucking, I paused it. And I, I was watching this with Greg. I paused it and I looked at him. And I was like, you lost me right there. <laughs> Nobody open carries with the magazine not in the gun. But I think that was the idea is that not everybody who open carries is walking around like a fucking idiot with their gun loaded. It's I think not. that was the idea of it. Walking around with a loaded gun does not make you a fucking idiot, though. We have friends who walk around with loaded guns. They're not idiots. Well, that's fair, I suppose. It's it, and and I'm sorry. Nobody nobody open carries with a gun unloaded, because there's a very specific reason that you're open carrying because you want to be the type of person who's ready in any situation for anything, fair. which means you need to be able to take your firearm out as quickly as possible. That's a fair point. And yeah, makes it look really cool when you can do a jump cut edit with a with a camera and make it look like he loads his gun in less than a fifth of a second. But in reality, if you have your gun not loaded, your gun's not loaded that fast. That's a fair point. So whatever. Okay. Um but yeah, they so that's why I, that's why I said I feel like they were coming at it from both angles and trying to where you have like you have the kind of liberal outlook where it's like, oh, look at this guy. He's carrying a gun. He must be a piece of shit. But then it comes from the different angle, and it's like, well, he's actually a pretty decent guy. Sure. Just happens to be carrying a gun, right? Sure. Um, and he turns out to be, tries really hard to help people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In he's the a movie. good dude. And at the same time, he's like, he's a little rough around the edges. Even you know, when he like re-meets them later on, because they meet him at the gas station. Yeah. And then he ends up being their contractor. Right. Uh, which is where our intro came from this morning, or this uh, this morning, this this the beginning of this the, podcast. This the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> um, that's where that came from. And the thing is, is he's also when fucking... he re-meets them though. What he's also spot on with what he says. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a fucking cult. Are you, are you a cult? <laughs> we are an idealistic group of individuals who want to make the world better. Yeah, it's a cult. <laughs> yep. But when he re-meets them though, he he's not a dick to them. No. Like he's like okay yeah yeah had our fun whatever sure. we're here to, like he's he's actually the bigger man in that situation which completely. is which is how the real world actually is is and should be sometimes not but it's yeah. not always that way but more often than not like people I think people have make unfair assumptions about the type of people they're dealing with you know uh-huh. it, it, and I, and if anything I feel like. I feel like the overwhelming social commentary that's going on in this movie is not all the woke shit that's said or all the hick shit that's said. It's more so like people are really quick to jump to conclusions about other people. Yeah. Uh, and don't, right? I, I think the... Not to, not to say that this whole movie is like steeped in social commentary. There's really very little of it. When it gets down, that's not true at all. Anything, it's just, literally it's anything like, outside of Leatherface and what Leatherface is doing is one thousand percent steeped in social commentary. It's not everything. It's not. It's it like to me. To me, social commentary has to have some sort of like real substance to it. This doesn't have that's, substance to it. That's it's more. The thing. It's more so just like like bullet points. There's there's something else that doesn't have any substance to it though, and that's this entire movie. There's there's no there's no story really to this movie. Yeah. At least no story that makes sense. And I and I really want to get into some of the finer points of yeah. this. This movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. 
at least not in a way that as an audience member, you should you you should be able to follow a story, pick up what they're doing, even if it's not explained right away. They should explain it in the movie. Mm-hmm. There are things that are not explained that don't make a lick of fucking sense if you're watching this from the first movie to the second movie. Let's get into it. Okay. Um, I I also think too, real quick. I also think that regardless of what side of the fence you're looking at it from the social commentary part of it, mm-hmm. the fact I think that they just spent too much time trying to do whatever it was that they were doing that like the movie suffered Mm. the movie's only an hour and 14 minutes long yeah which is incredibly short it's got a very short run the movie it's a buck 23 with the with with credits credits and everything but like it's a buck 14 when the credits hit though yeah and it ended i thought we were just getting into the third act same and I, i thought we were halfway through the i thought we were halfway through the movie when like the last quarter started yeah and then it just ends and you're like what the the f- <laughs> it's it's oh like what the fuck and then you check the time and you're like it's only an hour and 14 minutes yeah. i don't know if they just cut a bunch of shit out for netflix if i know this movie had a had a really tough time like there were screenings some, were yeah there's some really like, bad screenings so i don't know what mm. happened but it's kind of crazy um okay let's get into it uh i why is Leatherface living in a house in the middle of a city? When did that happen? Well, the city is abandoned for all intents and purposes. Correct. Um, Why is he? So, so here's the thing. First off, so that's I, let me get let me let me get some straight. They get to they get into the city, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh, the the town of Harlow, by the, the way, the this town is, of Harlow. Yeah. At the end, this is a direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Okay. At the end of that, Leatherface is still at his house, mm-hmm. running around like crazy with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. What happened between the end of that movie and the beginning of this movie that Leatherface is now living in an orphanage with somebody who couldn't possibly be his mother, yet it's referred she's referred to she never... as his mother. Yeah, but uh but if she she calls him like honey or baby or something like that, like 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 a mother would say to a son. But there's no way in hell. There, I mean, there's not there's nothing wrong with like using no, uh, you know, af- like terms terms of affection toward a, a kid who you've taken agreed. care of for years, though. Hundred percent agreed. But they don't explain who she is. She's the she's the the master of the orphanage. I don't know if that's Why the right she- word for it, but she's the she's the head. The head of the orphanage. Why is he in an orphanage? He was an adult at the end of the first movie. Why is he in an orphanage? How old was he? Twenty-one. He had to. He was definitely an adult. Regar- well, regardless of regardless of how old he was, he well, was an if, adult. If the town was already, you know, mostly mostly abandoned at that point, and and she was still just kicking around, but she didn't actually have any kids to take care of or anything like that. No, because she said he's the last of my kids. Oh, and there was a picture of him with other yeah. kids. And like it doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. So if he So I was I was saying this to Greg yesterday. Leatherface has always been an interesting character because he really only ever seems to get extremely violent when he feels like his there's some threat to his family or to his way of life. He's not he's not like he's not just running around killing everybody in sight because he wants to. 
That's, he does it when people are on his property. He does it when he feels like people are threatening his family. But his family members taught him to do it, though, to random passerbyers. They would, in the first movie, they would kidnap people, and then they would kill them at the house. Yeah, that's true. But if they had kind of, like, indoctrinated him into this way of thinking, like, anybody who comes by our house is, is trying... That's actually what they did. They said that these are these are people who are trying to threaten our way of life. They don't like the way we live here off the grid by ourselves they're trying to threaten our way of life so it's our it's our uh, um it's our duty to uh please that booty it's our duty <laughs> it's our duty to uh to take care of it right sure i i i still think though that like leatherface from that first movie especially him losing his mind at the end of the first movie yeah. he's a psychopath well obviously i i just don't understand how you go from that movie to whatever the story was in this movie. It doesn't make any sense. So Why if was he, he a child so if he, in with these children at the orphanage? He wasn't a child. Well, what made, I mean, what made you think he was a child? Because tw- he, 21 is still a, that's a young person, right? Not you, But you wouldn't be in an orphanage. Well, you're, you're an no, adult. I, I mean, maybe he just, maybe he, after the events of the first movie, he knew that, I mean, like, his whole family is dead. So maybe he just ran away, right? And maybe somehow he came across this woman who decided to take him in okay, out of fine. the kindness so, of her own heart. So this woman, and she realized that he was probably a troubled young man, but she decided that she was going to take him in anyway. Sure. Why did she bury a chainsaw on her wall? Because she understood that he was troubled, and that this to get rid and of that, it. and that this was the implement that he used to. So get rid of it. I well, I mean, like he's he's obviously very attached to it. So like maybe maybe it's more of a like like when I'm, a, I'm not buying it. Listen, <laughs> listen, just listen to me for a second. If she were to like, if she were to get it, and if she were to take it and just like fucking you know drive out into the country and throw it out the window, mm-hmm. he's very attached to it. He's a psychopath. He's uh he, he he there's no stopping him really. First of all, he'd probably just go out and find it again and bring it back. Second of all, if a if a child is acting up, and think about him in the in terms of you know kind of being a child in this situation. Like if a child is acting up and you take one of their favorite toys from them and you might like take it and set it aside and be like, you can have that back when you're good. Sure. Right. Sure. So she takes it. It's like his thing. It's his play thing. She takes it and she puts it in the wall and she says, hey, as long as you're a good good kid, we'll keep this thing here. And she even says, like, when uh, when these when these two, when Lila and uh, Dante, not Lila, uh, what was her name? What was the sister's name? Uh, uh, Mer- uh, Melody. Melody. When Melody and, and Dante come in, they're not making trouble at first, right? No. And he shows up at the top of the stairs, and you see his big ass silhouette. And she mm-hmm. says, "It's okay, baby. Don't worry about it." Well, it's not and the she, first time you see him. And she says, "Well, yeah, we gotta get to that because I fucking missed it." Uh, she says, "It's okay, baby. I, everything's fine here." And she says, "Don't go in Mama's room because I, yeah, yeah, he knows where the chainsaw is. Yeah, and she knows that he knows where the chainsaw is. It's like it's a it's a backup, right? I know, and it's I his, know. it's I, his toy, it's his plaything that she's keeping away from him, and and the bargain is, if you're a good boy, you stay here and you be peaceful. I'll take care of you, and then you know. But then there's the part where she, so so the reason that they're there <laughs> does that make any sense it, at all? 
it, it, I feel like I know that it's like I'm fine. You're yes, filling, I'm, you're filling in the blanks because that's what we do, though. We no, fill no, no. in blanks. I, I get that. The story that they're telling, though, should not lead you to fill those kind of blanks in. Like, there's no connective tissue between the first movie and this one. For it to be a direct sequel, which is what they were doing with it, for all the for all the other things uh, that they tried to do to connect this movie to the first one, well, I feel like giving a a story as to how we got how Leatherface got from one to two is pretty fucking important, and they didn't explain any of it. There's actually some interviews with Fede and Roto though, where they say. They don't necessarily think it's all just straight from one to this one. They say they say maybe some of the events from the other movies took place. Like maybe there were times where I was reading it earlier. Okay. Um, I can't remember what I said. Probably bloody disgusting or something like that. But so they then said what it's are they not grabbing from then. Like because there's because the timelines of these <laughs> movies are so fucked. Like what are they grabbing from? Like that's that's what's weird to me about it. Like this this is a series that has been so convoluted. Well, yeah. That it's that like I feel like it just trips over itself constantly. I think you just hit like I I honestly I take every single one of these movies as it is, one at a time. I've never like there's that's every fair, one but... every one like you go from you go from one to two. One was straight up straight up horror movie. Even though it was like when you go back and you watch rewatch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's a lot of nothing going on. Oh yeah. Like there was sure. a lot of downtime in mm-hmm. between the action. Still scary, <clears throat> but there's a lot of nothing going on. The second movie was a fucking comedy. It was a comedy. It was yeah. It was it was like Evil Dead to Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Yeah. Like you gotta kinda take each movie no, as it is, like I get just that. by itself. But this movie's not <clears throat> supposed to have anything to do with those ones though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like it just you, so you can't really, you can't really say that. And I don't know. I feel like they just th- this movie was not made, in my opinion, under the best of things because they tried to do the Halloween thing. Is what they tried to do. Mm. Very obviously with the with the Maryland character. Uh, oh, Sally. Or, I'm sorry, Sally Sally, Hardesty. the Sally Hardesty yeah. character. She's literally the same character as Laurie Strode mm. in Halloween. Mm-hmm. This they they fucking reshot. The original closet scene from Halloween in this movie. It's the same exact scene. Yeah. They, and the thing is, it well, works. nobody gets stabbed in the eye. Well, but. I'm just saying, though, like it was shot the same. It looked yeah, the yeah. same. Was It was, don't tell me that wasn't the, the, uh, uh, inspiration for that. Sure. But like the thing is, is like with the, with Halloween or with any of these other movies where they're bringing back characters <clears throat> finally after all these years and mm-hmm. all, and everything else that's going on. They work because you're bringing back those characters. It's those actors and actresses 50, 40 years later, whatever sure, it is, right? Yeah. Being that that Marilyn, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Marilyn Burns passed away in 2014. Uh-huh. You know, they couldn't obviously bring her back, which tells me that to bring, that them wanting to bring the character back was them just following the trend of doing this. Like they wanted to do this because it's what was popular at the time. Yeah. And to me, not having any original characters from the original movie, nobody like there's no connective tissue in that regard. Well, uh, except for the narrator, Sally, That's Sally, it. and which is cool that John Larroquette Larrick- yeah. came back and did the narration again. But Sally and Leatherface were the only two characters alive after the first movie. I guess, but I guess that's what I'm saying. Like. I feel like you shouldn't continue those characters in this type of a legacy movie if you can't use those characters. 
Like it just because it just tells it just it just tells me that you're just chasing a trend mm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the heart of what you're doing is at least like like I didn't like Halloween Kills necessarily, but I can still at least appreciate it. They're t- they're continuing that particular story with those people, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just the whole thing just didn't. The I don't I, know. The idea of bringing Sally Hardesty back was not. I didn't think it was bad. I just don't think that they executed it what was very the point? well. That was that was the thing. What was the point? Well, I mean, her character didn't do anything. Well, I mean, she did. Some she showed up and she, she got killed. She did some stuff, but like it, it was, yeah. It, like she I said, she showed it was, up and she got killed. Like I said, it was poorly executed. Like she was, you you would think because like look at look at Laurie Strode in Halloween mm-hmm. and Halloween Kills, right? She's she's prepared for this for forty years. Yeah. And she's sharp, mm-hmm. and she's fucking. She's got the weapons. She's got the traps. She's ready. She's working out. She's working out those traps. Yeah, she's fighting. <laughs> she's building those traps. Sally Hardesty. She has been waiting fifty years for this moment and fucks it up within ten minutes. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. She does die in a super sweet video game kind of way where he just holds her up on a chainsaw oh, for like, totally. a fi- like a solid five seconds, yeah. just chainsaw her guts <laughs> out of her back. It's, it's fucking awesome. It is pretty cool. But like when she goes up into his bedroom and he's sitting there just waiting to be shot in the face, yeah. and then she just watches him stand up and walk out. And she knows he's going for the, the girls mm-hmm. to kill them. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You had your opportunity. Shoot him in the face. Like, just do it. And she says, tell me. She says, say my name. He's never talked, ever. Yeah. He doesn't talk. Yeah. Say my name. The only... That's fucking... And then, that she, scene, and then she says, tell me you remember me. Why? Just that, shoot him, you that stupid scene bitch. That scene was the only effective scene I actually thought there was with her in it. Because it proved that Leatherface literally has no idea who she is. Like, what he did... 50 years previous he doesn't give a shit about doesn't remember it was a tuesday to him like he doesn't like like it's not important i thought that was that was kind of cool i that was different than other movies because all these other movies it's this big internal struggle between the two characters and it's them coming together finally and like michael myers remembers laurie and it's you know 40 years later i i like the idea that Leatherface just is mindless and didn't uh, see. I think it's remember. Her. I think it's strange though because Leatherface has leather passion. Leatherface ha- like he's got he's got a loyalty to his mm-hmm. family. Like he, it's not like he is just a mindless killer, a machine. You know, like to me, to me, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees are much more like the sort of mindless killing machines yeah like leatherface actually seems to have uh his motivations are rooted in loyalty to family sure and i and i know that jason and 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 michael have certain aspects of them that are kind of rooted in that too but they seem much less like much much less emotional to me than leatherface does absolutely um absolutely i so I don't. So to me, like the idea that he just doesn't remember who she is. I mean, after fifty years, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it's like I don't think I like setting him up to be this like completely emotionless uh, killing machine with no memory of the things that he's done doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I like that scene because of that. But I also agree with you that it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm. 
you know, I, I, I thought that was interesting, but you're right. It, it shouldn't like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, you bring up his loyalties and, and in the beginning when they remove them from the house, you know, he's up at the top of the stairs, like we had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when the, when the cops come in, cause the one guy leaves to get the cops to kick him out of the house. Cause they're technically they own it or yeah. they're supposed to at least yeah. come to find out that uh, Dante was a bit of a shitbag <laughs> and just uh, neglected to actually buy all the houses there before he sold them. Yeah. Cause uh, fuck them, which is another reason why I think it's kind of making fun of that whole generation of, we can just do whatever we want kind of thing, you know? Right. It, I, I do, I do believe that it maybe was supposed to be more tongue in cheek than, than it came across. I think they meant it to be more, but it didn't come across that way all the time. Like I said, I think, th- I think that they, they should have picked a side and ran with it. Agreed. Are you are you on the side of Gen Z or are you on the side of uh, you know boomers and yeah. stuff like that? And well, and like either either make one the the dominant you know the yeah. dominant ideology in the movie or or don't do it at all. So when they're taking her out of the house, though. She says the reason that we haven't left is because the reason he... that we haven't left. <laughs> the reason English. that we haven't That's left. Really good English. The reason that we haven't left is because he doesn't do well out. He cannot leave the house. <laughs> right. He cannot. Like he doesn't do well with others. He cannot leave the house. We have to stay here. Everything else, right? And then, not five seconds later, when she's having her, when the cops are coming down there, he just casually walks down the stairs, picks her up, walks outside with the cops goes into the back of the van and is sitting there perfectly fine. But think about it, what though. Is she, if, if they can't leave the house and no. he's so whatever... Think about it, though. It's that that moment was just about pure loyalty. Like, he, when she says he doesn't do well around others, she's not saying that he can't... Like, she's saying he'll kill everyone. He'll kill everyone, right? She knows that about yeah. him. So she's actually trying to do everybody a favor. Like, if you just let us... That's fine. It it seems to me that he has, like, in his older age, has matured to a certain point to where he's comfortable with his life inside this place. Sure. Like, it makes me wonder. I I, I asked Greg, I was like, you think if they just, like, had left them alone and let them stay in that place and they had gentrified the rest of the town and did their thing like but left them alone would they have just kind of lived peacefully inside that place it's possible nobody bothered her because like i said his motivation for killing people has always seemed like it's a a response to a threat to his way of life and to his family so if they had just left them alone he might have just fucking sat in his bone chair and chilled out with his his fake mom for the rest of his life I get that. You know? And so, like, him marching outside into the world with his mom in his arms uh, into the back of the wagon where they were going to take her to the hospital, it it was him going against all of his instincts because of the loyalty to his mother, his fake mother. I, I, I understand. I do understand that. And it wasn't like I didn't pick that up. But once again, I feel like the audience is left to fill in blanks that shouldn't shouldn't have necessarily been left that open. Which is why I'm wondering with the runtime of this movie, if there was a lot of stuff that was cut out Mm. that maybe explained a lot of this stuff Mm. that they just didn't refilm or didn't do whatever, or I don't know. I I said, I feel like you're that, that to me though. What I just described doesn't seem like a huge leap in logic. It does. I don't know. It does to me. It does to me. 
Yeah. I, hmm. I don't know. It's not like I can't follow it. It's not like I couldn't come up with those things on my own. I just feel like if you're telling a story, tell the story. You know, yeah. like you don't have well, to explain no, I, every I, little thing. I do to leave certain aspects so wide open. Well, like I that. do agree Come that on. there was like just a a very severe under rounding of characters. Like you had the like they they had too many threads. Like the uh, the school shooting aspect of it. Yeah. Like if you're gonna twist that into the story, then sh- like talk about it a little bit. All sure. you all you knew about her was that she had a gunshot wound by her collarbone and you saw a few flashbacks of her laying on the floor mm-hmm. in a school. Yeah. That's not like I understand injecting the commentary of like school shootings and stuff into a film, but it almost seems like if you're not going to if you're not going to delve into it and discuss it a little more, just leave it out. Sure. Right? I agree. Because otherwise it seems cheap. It seems like you're putting it in there just for it to be like, oh, this is what's going on in the world right now. So we need to just like, you know, kind of mention it. That almost seems more disrespectful than if you just didn't say it at all. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. Does that make sense? I don't know. I agree 100%. I, Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. No, no, no. I, you're not wrong at all. I, I just like, in terms of his backstory... All she had to say, right, when she's talking to them originally, when he gets to the top of the stairs, mm-hmm. she can say, oh, he's the last of my boys. He's been here ever since I found him walking down that road. Done. Done. I mean... Because if, if his whole family's dead and he has nowhere, then, to, and he has nowhere to go back at that place, it, it, it connects the tissues uh, between but, where he is now and then. That's but it. But come it's on. It's five words. That's, that's, it's, cor- that's corny, though. How is that corny? Oh, he's been here ever since I found him walking down that road. Like, you can fucking put that together in your brain, dude. But why? When you left him at when you left him at the house of the first movie, he's still at his house. Why would he leave? Because after he does his little dance in the middle of the street, maybe he just fucking keeps walking because he's like, I'm not going to go back home. Everybody's dead. I I don't know. I I Maybe I'm expecting too much out of this. I just like I don't know, man. Like, let's go. It's not what I want. There's out still of it. there's a I, lot there's of so sh- much to get. There's to, a lot I of know. shit we haven't talked about. Let's talk about some of the stuff that we did like. Oh, like what? Uh, like fuck gore galore. Yeah, okay, gore galore. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's one thing this movie got extremely right. The gore is amazing, and that's the Fede Alvarez coming out. I think, of course, because um, it was very similar to. Evil Dead, the uh, the the remake of Evil Dead, yeah, yeah, um, and it's great. Uh, like the, the the very the very first thing that you see in the movie, Leatherface snaps a guy's wrist and then stabs him with his own compound fracture. That was, and it comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> that was fucky. It was great. So I, I had actually I had missed the fact that he was in the van with them somehow that's, yeah that's I what i'm fu- saying he like, walks down the stairs picks up his mother and well, walks in the I, I back heard of the, the van i heard the cop go fuck it's 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 her it's her son and yeah i go I, I go oh i thought that they were just like looking at him at the top of the stairs or something and he i it it didn't even occur to me until after i went because i go to greg i go is was he, he was in the back of the van like where how did i miss that i turned to Kristen and asked her the exact same thing and, and she's like no she, he walked by her coming down the stairs and, i completely missed it and when you rewind it and you watch that scene it's actually kind of striking because she it's uh sarah yarkin melody she's a tiny little girl and she's like standing there on the stairs and then you just see this fucking huge hulking shape move by her and that's what that's what it is it's so close 
it's such a close-up shot of her that you see like if you blink you miss the fact that this giant shape that's moving in front of the camera is actually him it's not carrying his mom uh shut up and yeah and like he walks out and gets into the back of the van um they're cruising they're cruising down the uh cruising down the the freeway trying to get to the hospital Mm -hmm. and the like once I went back and I rewatched it and I realized, oh, he's sitting in the ambulance yep. with them. I go, this is bad news. Oh, really oh, bad news yeah. because anytime you get a she's obviously the... gonna die and he's gonna fucking lose it. Anytime that you get a killer in the back of a van, I don't care if it's a cop van, if it's an ambulance, it's bad news. <laughs> the look You're on the done. <laughs> the look on the cop's face when when like he realizes that the mom's dead and he's just looking at uh, Tom, is is Tom, is his name Tommy in this movie? Uh, who the uh, Leatherface? I don't. He didn't have. They just call him Leatherface. Yeah. He's looking at Leatherface, and he's just like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like, and then yeah, the the broken wrist, and then getting stabbed with your own broken bone. Yeah. In the throat. Yeah. Incredible. It was awesome. No, like it was that's great. a that's an amazing kill. Yeah, the, like I said, the kills in this movie are the kills in this movie actually make the movie good. Like it makes me want to rewatch this movie just for that, which speaks to how good the the gore and the kills were yeah. in this movie. Um, there's there's other stuff like uh, when Ricker, uh, Richer, Richter, Richter. There we go. Jeez, when, you suck at names. When Richter gets his leg broken backwards. Oh, oh God! I I think I jumped. It's almost a little worse bit. than him getting his entire <laughs> head smashed into the floorboards. Into pieces. Yeah, I I <laughs> jumped off the couch a little bit when they have him. I was like, oh, oh god! I know, dude. It just reminded me of Sid Vicious when he jumped off the oh, uh, top rope that one time. <laughs> <laughs> you unintentionally just sounded like Jr. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> he broke my knife. <laughs> dude, watching people, especially the especially the direct kick to the knee and the the bent leg backwards. Oh, yep. That's so yep. gross. Yep. yep. Fuck, I hate. Oh, I hate when people break their legs. I saw a video earlier today of a dude like severely underestimating the size of the jump that he was going off of, and he was on uh, like a snow scooter, and he lands, and his femur just snaps, oh. and he's rolling down the hill, and his leg is just fucking flopping everywhere. Oh, God. It's so gross. There, uh, this movie had a lot of dumb dumb hero syndrome in it too yeah like when uh when melody is under the floorboards of the house and uh leatherface takes his chainsaw and puts it down and and tries to get her from under the floorboards yeah, yeah. she's running in a, a straight line under the house just go that way he's on top <laughs> can't see where she is just go to the left <laughs> let him pass you by <laughs> also i was wondering like he he saws through the like the joists in the floorboard like the yeah and these are big like this this town was built you know like in the 1800s or some shit yeah the the joists that he's sawing through are like are like eight by 16 mm-hmm. and they're going th- he's just going through it like butter yeah not to mention he's using a 50 year old chainsaw that's been hidden behind drywall for no way, 50 years. No way the gas in that I know, the good. gas would no be... F- yeah. No way. <laughs> he takes it out and he bucket, He starts it right away. I'm like, okay, nope. Nope, that's wrong. So I, I thought when, we, when I was watching this too, because when all the kills started, I go, wow, they're really taking out all the main characters really mm-hmm. quickly in this. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I didn't expect uh, Dante, Dante to get taken out that quick, right? I was like, that's weird. Dante's, Dante's fiance served no purpose in that movie other than they needed someone to kill in the fodder. beginning. She's which, fodder. Which makes me wonder if Dante and Melody were supposed to be together. Because their characters Why? came off like they were the two that were together. No, I didn't. I always just took it as like a business I, relationship. I see. I didn't. I thought it was. It felt to me like it was more than that. Hmm. I almost wonder if they added in the other character because they needed someone to be there in the beginning. I don't know. Like don't know, she that served would take no like purpose. A, well, I guess she I guess, served no purpose. I guess uh, 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 David Blue Garcia. David. Yeah. Is his name? Yep. Yeah, he I he did he came in and he did a bunch of reshoots. Oh no, so, David, no, it wasn't even just just or did he just like reshoot the entire There was an original director. Yeah. He shot about a week's worth of footage. It was a couple it was a it was a It was two guys. Two, two yeah. brothers, wasn't it? Yeah, they they shot about a week's worth of footage and then they got fired. Uh David Blue, whatever his name is, came in. Garcia, yeah. Garcia and scrapped everything. Okay. So none of none of the the original footage was in this movie. They okay. started from scratch. Again. All right. Um, but I, I don't know that character, her, her character just seemed shoehorned because they needed someone to be the first one to die. Yeah. Which was fine. She died in a kind of cool way, but, um, you know, I, I think it just was what it was. Oh, oh it should be, it should be known that Leatherface, uh, takes off his dead mother or dead quote mother's yeah. face. Adopted mother. That is yeah. who is on his face now. <clears throat> Does he not look like Leslie Vernon at times? Did you see oh, that? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it I don't. Does. It was like the way that the skin was falling off of his face kind of looked like the Leslie Vernon mask. Yeah, he does. I kept seeing it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Okay, Greg. Also, I I was like, I was like, what did you think about that mask, man? He's like, hey, um, he's like it was spooky looking for sure. But I could, I I was like, it looked like something else. I can't place my put put my finger on it. He said it kind of looked like Harold from the old scary stories to tell in the dark, the old Stephen Gamble. Uh, oh, I can see that. Illustration yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of Harold the Scarecrow. Yep. And he actually did look quite a bit like that. Yeah, oh, you know who else he looks like? He looks like fucking uh, Nina Bruschi. Yeah. He yeah. looks like um. Uh, uh, oh my god! Why can't I think of his? Uh, uh, oh my god! Uh, uh, oh my god! Um, when we watched Neroy, the Curse. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do yeah yeah. Uh, the 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 demon at the end. When the kid's face gets all smashed up, and then the yes. and then the camera goes away from the kid, and then it goes back to the kid, and the yes. kid's face is I never, that of the demon. I never would have remembered that, but oh, yes, dude. you're right. Well, it's because I love that movie. Um, but so that's kind of what it looks like. For so sure. we're talking about how they're killing off all these main characters, right? Yeah. And so then I'm thinking, okay, this makes sense then. The kids are sort of a red herring to the real story, which is Sally versus... Leatherface, See, you right? You thought that was the real story. Well, I, I, well, being that they oh, made such a bullshit. big, but being that they made such a big deal, yeah, like in in all of the uh, advertisements for this movie, mm-hmm. building up to it, mm-hmm. that it, Sally Hardest Day is back, right? So it's like it, that that makes sense because they're obviously very much trying to do the Laurie Strode Michael Myers thing, yeah. So I go, okay, so these new kids, they're all dying off quick because the the second half of the movie save for maybe one or two of the kids, yeah. is going to be Leatherface versus Sally. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in, like we said earlier, she fucking dies within like 10 minutes. She thought everything about her character is stupid. Yeah. Because she's a ranger. Like, she should have her wits about her. Nope. Could I have your wits about you? Um, 
But she, she said, just but she, she but she did say fuck, so that's good. She'd say fuck, so that was cool. <laughs> but she like like the dumbest move, like she puts the girls in the back of the car, and then she's like, "He want it's obvious he wants you, so you need to stay here until he's dead, huh?" Like that's you're that's stupid. That's yeah, a stupid it, it, her, reason to keep two girls locked in the back of your car, where obviously they can be killed at any moment. And by the way. This dude's supposed to be in his 70s? 60s. 60s? Yeah, if he was 20, say he was 20 in the original. 21, I think he was. Then he'd be like 61, I think, in this one. 21 to... So it's been, yeah, 50 years. No, he'd be like 71. No. 20, it's been 50 years, hasn't it? Yeah, 50. 21 plus 50 is 71, dude. Now, I... We'll say late 60s, early 70s. Somebody brought this up. Yeah. Liam Neeson is... 69 i think <laughs> right <laughs> look look that up okay liam neeson i think is 69 all right i believe or four or maybe he's 50 no he's gotta be like 69 no, yeah he's gotta be in his 60s for sure sylvester stallone is how old right 70s i would believe both of them being able to move as fast as leatherface now granted liam neeson is 69 now granted they're both in way better shape yeah. <laughs> so there there are times when Leatherface is and a lot of people are being like, Well, you can't believe that a guy in the sixties could actually be in, like could move like that. I believe that some people can in their sixties. Do I believe that that guy with that frame could do that? Absolutely fucking not. But here's the thing the actor who plays him is a guy with that frame. How old is he though? Uh he's a- pretty fucking old. I don't like uh Mark Mark Burnham. Let's you also do realize that a lot of that was probably done by a stunt guy. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. Mark Burnham is uh won't tell me. Of course it won't tell me. He should be in his earlier because it's I'm getting all sorts of articles about people fucking complaining about how fast Leatherface is. Yeah, exactly. Uh I can't see. But just by the looks of him, I'd say he's at least in his sixties. I'd say he's at least in his sixties. Well, what, regar- regardless no, of which, no. Listen, which. I was, I was definitely like, because there's a scene where he ducks into an alleyway and he's got his chainsaw turned off, and then all of a sudden you see, hear his chainsaw coming from like two blocks over, and he made it there in like thirty seconds. It's like, damn, dude, he's fast as shit. He- and then he comes running out at Sally Hardesty. Yeah. Like sprinting out of the alleyway, but the thing is, is it was kind of cool too. No, it was kind of cool. Like, he, I I don't care about that. It's a slasher movie, right? Yeah, All yeah. slashers are unbelievable in that regard. Yeah. So I could give a shit about that. Right. Honestly, let's let's okay, let's get to it. The 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 piece de resistance <clears throat> in terms of the gore in this movie, yeah, was obviously the bus. Scene. Oh, the bus scene. I have I have questions. <laughs> okay. I have questions. Okay, uh... what the fuck was that bus? It looked like a giant piece of shit from the outside, and on the inside, apparently, it's a dubstep club. <laughs> okay. First of all, I disagree. That bus looked awesome from it the outside. It was like rusty, and, no, and it wasn't. yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Dude, yes, it was. No. It looked fucking awesome. <laughs> it looked awesome. You're wrong about that. Um, sure. Okay. That When it pulled into town, the first thing I thought was, man, that's a cool I'm not saying that's that a it, cool bus. I'm not saying that it wasn't cool. I'm just saying that like it looked old and kind of busted ass. That's all. Yeah, you've never seen something old and busted ass look 
cool on the inside? I okay, I have. I'm all I'm saying is I've never seen a bus that had a nightclub on the inside of it. How about that? Well, it was pretty cool <laughs> that there was literally there was an upstairs to it. Cuz yeah. there cuz <laughs> at one point they were partying in the bus. Mm-hmm. And then literally 20 seconds later, it was completely quiet on the bus. I was like, did the party die out in 20 seconds? Like yeah. that's crazy. But then they but then during the scene they actually walk up the stairs behind a curtain. The party's still going. I was like, this, Correct. this bus has an Correct. upstairs. Oh, no, it's cool. Don't That's get me wrong. The bus is cool. Um, that being said, this is the, this is the scene where they really throw Leatherface into... It's like, this is the combination of 70s Leatherface... Oh, shut up. ...and Sorry. 2022 Gen Zers, right? Yeah. Like, worlds, combi- or worlds colliding kind of thing, whatever. Well, you're talking about the line, aren't you? Part of me... Oh, there's that. That that is the get him cuz line of this movie. See, we were that, wondering see, if there was gonna be one. That's the see line. that to me was one hundred percent meant as a a joke. Even if it was, it had to be. Even if it was, it still made me go, oh, <laughs> you know. So like, whether it was intended for it or right, not, right. it it still had the same effect for me. Sure. Great, great. Should we say the line? By the way. By all means. I don't even I don't remember it directly, but it was like if everybody's got their cell phones out pointed at and they're all Facebook living. Yeah. Leatherface. Yeah. And the one guy stops and goes, If you touch anybody, you're canceled, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Get him, cuz. I it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I both loved that scene for its absolute carnage. Yeah. Cause it's great. It's just him like a symphony of blood and guts and amazingness yeah but at the same time i don't ever need to see my leather face in front of a group of gen zers with their cell phones out not to mention the thing that you love the most where your le- your leather face the thing that you love the most where they cut to the actual screen of the phone and show like what they're seeing like you've said before how much you absolutely hate when they cut from a movie to like what you're seeing on the screen of a phone Oh, it's it. No, to me, it's more like uh, like a lot of TV shoot TV shows do this. Now, it's not like they were actually they were actually showing like a hand holding the phone. So it was like the POV of somebody holding the phone. Like mine is more like you just see the characters on screen, and then like on the side of the screen, oh, as you, if it's like like, uh, like subtitles almost. You're seeing the text bubbles pop up. I fucking hate that, I, and everybody does it these days. I still never needed to see though that the way that it was shot. I hated it. Absolutely hated that. Aspect of it. <clears throat> yeah, it yeah. Was, and then with me, the and then with the like moment. the comments rolling in and stuff, like this looks so fake. I get it. One of them which that's was like, the director. Yeah. It was his name. I'm assuming Bad Ombre was the director. No, no. It was actually his name. Oh, it was? It was okay. literally his name. Because yeah. this is a, a Bad Ombre production. Yeah. The thing was, though, that just like, you already had Leatherface, right? Classic Leatherface in this really weird setting. Yeah. Of like neon lights and all these young kids and this whole world he doesn't belong in. You didn't have to take it the extra step and put him on the phones. Yeah. Like that to me was just a bit much. But it's also 100% realistic. <laughs> like that doesn't always translate though. I I understand that, but like you like you know for sure what try anything and you cancel, bro. I'm watching it right now. Um <laughs> it's it's 100% how things would go though. Again, 
it's another little piece of social commentary, and it, and it's again that's why I think that I think the social commentary is coming from both both angles. Yeah, because this shows the stupidity of people. Like people are people are people are so caught up in the world that they see through the lens of their phone that when presented with something very real and very threatening, it's like they don't even feel threatened by it because they're hidden behind their sure, phone, sure. right? Like you see, you see bar fights and stuff where people—that's just fucking carnage, right? Like people throwing chairs and shit, and there's just like somebody taking a film of it. It's like, hey, get out of the get out of the bar. You're gonna get hit over the head with a chair. Sure. But people feel invincible as long as they're holding their phone yeah. up in front of them. It's fucking stupid. And I get that. I get that it's realistic. It just doesn't translate well. Yeah, it's that's it all. just comes across as kind of corny. Um, but this yeah. is also like <laughs> moving. Like, Oh, go, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, moving into the end of the movie, where you have Melody and uh, Lily. Is that her name? What's her name? What's the sister's name? David Blue Garcia's uh, um, his comment, by the way, on the live feed is, yeah. "Who hired this clown?" <laughs> oh, so, so you stupid. have you have Melody and Lila. That's her name. Uh, at the end of it. And there's a scene where Leatherface is about to kill Lila and Melody jumps back in and kind of saves her or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she picks up the chainsaw Mm -hmm. and it's her with the chainsaw at the end. Do you, was that or was that not a direct call to, uh, 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 what's her name at the end of Evil Dead? Like to me, that was like a, that was a Fede Alvarez callback to, Evil Dead the remake. Oh, to uh, I can't, I can't think of shit. Name. What the hell was her name? It was. Uh, but, you know, but you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was she not though Mia from Evil Dead? Mm, I I don't know. I I'm gonna she, I'm just gonna was. take your word for it because I I, I haven't was. rewatched it in a long time. All yeah. I remember is the ending of Evil Dead being fucking bleak and scary. Well, um, sure, but she but she chainsaws. The demon outside and the blood rain and all that. And she does she got... cha- oh does she chainsaw it? Oh yeah, I don't remember. Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. She's with the chainsaw. The oh yeah. the the abomination. That yeah. thing was cool. Was that thing sweet, was fucking right? spooky, dude. That, that's how you do a remake of a horror movie. That the <laughs> Evil Dead remake was so good. So good. It was really genuinely scary. I thought. I. Yeah. I thought. I thought the ending was dumb as hell. Personally. So after that scene, I, I had think, a good, I had a good chuckle. <laughs> after after that scene, they they think they killed Leatherface. They they shoot him with a shotgun. He falls back. Into How this though? Water. I don't no, because all she does she does a little chipper on his chin with the fucking with the chainsaw. It's like this heroic like she does like an uppercut. Yeah. With the chainsaw and it just like chips his chin a little bit. How did know, you James. think that killed him? I don't know, James. You watch the guy get shot with a shotgun several times. You watch the guy be underwater for five minutes, and who doesn't drown when they're underwater for that long? And then you just give him a little, little tap on the chin with a fucking chainsaw, and you assume that he's dead. Yep. Stupid. Yep. Okay. So they then get into their their Tesla, I believe that it was. Is it a Tesla? I, I was. I, I, like a Tesla is the only car I know that has that type of dash. With the gigantic screen in and the in the autopilot and everything, yeah. I don't think it had a. I don't think it had any. Uh, well, they probably didn't have the rights to sure. say Tesla as well. Yeah. But so they get into their their Tesla like car, and all of a sudden Leatherface is just there, shadows no, no, no. up. No, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> don't skip the. They put it in autopilot. Yep. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're cruising, 
out of town going what five miles an hour something like that when you just fought a psychopath with a chainsaw fucking rip out of there right fast faster than autopilot but they're not driving it's autopilot okay yeah so anyway go ahead so leatherface runs apparently at five miles an hour next to the car shatters it out and pulls out melody cuts her head off with the chainsaw which i actually thought for all the effects in the movie that were really amazing Uh that looked terrible uh, <laughs> like it really yeah, it didn't, didn't look. It didn't good. look great. It was pretty far away, though. It was, but it just didn't seem as real and seamless as the rest of the effects did. But then they recreate, <laughs> they recreate the ending of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, hold on, hold on. I, 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 we'll get to that okay, in a second. Okay, but okay. just the fact that the car was still in autopilot and Lila, <laughs> Lila gets up and stands out of the sunroof. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that. Yes. That was that. Oh, I was, thought you were talking about the no, dance. No, no, no. I thought you were talking about no, the dance. No, no. The whole her in okay, the back yeah, of the yeah. car in the original in the original movie, it was Sally in the back in of the back pickup, of a pickup truck, yeah. screaming like that, the same exact way. Mm-hmm. They recreated it, only instead of it being a grungy, dirty, amazing girl, bloody girl in the back of a pickup truck, it's this girl sitting out of the fucking sunroof of a car on autopilot. <laughs> like, it was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever Dude, seen in I my it, life. I thought it was so funny. Oh, it was terrible. I thought it was... You looked at it the wrong hate, way. No. You looked at it the wrong way. It I was funny. No, no. It, it was, was funny. It's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> That makes it terrible. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. How does it? Okay, fuck off, dude. Like, it doesn't make it terrible. Yes, it does. You love shit like this usually. This was butchery of the original. Duh, it's I, butchery. Don't do that. No, I will do don't that. Don't do that. I will do that. Don't do that shit. Like, it was... <laughs> you're not... Listen, you're not a Texas Chainsaw Massacre purist. I know matter. you're not. That doesn't matter. So, like, don't... just uh, no. No, I I don't like I it just it was just a stupid listen. Something can be funny, but right? it's so it's still a stupid idea. But it was so appropriate because for the you, scene. Like, you know geez. they made that, and they're just like, yes, this is good. Like you know they were, and it was terrible. It's hilarious. She's standing out of the sunroof as the self-driving car drives out of town. Watching her sister get her head cut off. I would ex- but then you think about, like, play out the rest of the movie. I would expect She this- sits back down and lets the car drive her home. It's hilarious. I, I would expect that. I would love that scene if it was in, like, the fucking, like, like Arkansas uh, Chainsaw Massacre parody movie or something like that. You know? Like, like, that would be funny in that context. The fact that this was in a serious Texas Chainsaw movie. It's realistic, though. It's stupid. It, it's realistic, though. You got a bunch of you got uh, a bunch of yuppie Gen it, Zers coming in to gentrify a town. Of course they're going to be driving a Tesla, dude. Fine, then. Can I, can, I, can I point you to exhibit B of why the ending was stupid? Yes. It then, it then transitions into a song... That is like a horrorcore rap club banger remix of the fucking flashbulb light from the original movie that didn't fit anything oh, really? in this movie. With the yes, the, well they did the sound. Whole, they did the sound several times they throughout did, the movie. But that ending song was basically like a like like a ICP twisted version. <laughs> like like the it was like a it was like a dubstep horror version. I don't even with that sound effect as the main thing. I don't even think I paid attention it to the song. It was awful. It was 
atrocious. I'm going to have to look that up, dude. Um, okay. This finally brings us to the thing that you brought up at the beginning when you asked where Leatherface was going at the end of the movie. Where he was going? So please ask that question again. Where was he going? Did the I po- say the, that? The post credit scene. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we t- we didn't talk about this during the show. No, we didn't. No, you it was, you, you brought it up, and then I was like, save yeah, it. Yeah, and you're we'll, like, save we'll it. There, okay, yeah. so uh, post-credits, right? Uh-huh. Post-credits, you see Leatherface walking down a dirt road, and he starts to walk up to a house, which in my mind, I was like, okay, is this the Sawyer house? What the fuck? But it's not. It's, not it's obviously house. not. Nope. It's... Um, not Sally's house. It's not Sally's house. We know that Sally lived with Rambo. It just looked. Like, it just looked I don't like think we a, mentioned that. <laughs> no, but you're gonna post about it on Instagram in the same, next couple of days. Same so. house, kind of funny. It's uh, it's just some, it's just some random looking ranch house in Where's the middle of nowhere. Okay, so tell me. No, I don't know. Oh, I thought you had no, something here. No, this is another one of my what the fuck. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> moments. Where's he going? <laughs> Is it supposed to be his house? Fuck if I know. They don't. They don't explain anything. Okay. It's definitely not the Sawyer house because the Sawyer house is iconic. Well, yeah. It's not the Sawyer. Yeah, house. it would be stupid of them to. It would make sense for him to go back home after all these years. Like, hey, I've been away from this home and I stopped being the person that I was. I've refound this killing persona that I had. I'm gonna go back home now. That makes sense. Maybe it's Alexandra Daddario's house maybe and she he knocks on the door and she says what's up cuz i i don't know i don't know it's it's just another layer of of okay so we do so we don't know then no well they're making another one but why is well sure i that was the setup that was the setup another movie but like usually a post-credit scene leaves you with an oh my god moment not a what what was that moment? Like, what was the point of that credit? Just to show that he's still alive and he's walking somewhere new? Like, Unless the next movie starts off with something you're like, oh, shit, okay. I don't know. Well, could be. We're 15 minutes shy of two hours. We did it. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, okay, I think it's fair to say I did not like this movie. You did. Uh, I wouldn't say that I... Listen, Good. there was good gore. That was the only good thing about good it. Good kills. We didn't even talk about Richter dying. His mm. his kill was brutal. Uh, the scene in the bus was awesome. So much of it frustrated me because, like, you know, just horror movies in general can sometimes frustrate you because you're just like, what's wrong with you? That's so. That's the dumbest possible thing you could do. But that's, like, a lot of horror movies, so I can't really fault it for that. Sure. Um, this movie needed- there's a lot of plot holes, a lot of a lot of like silly shit that I felt like was unnecessary. But overall, I would say it was pretty entertaining. So I'm not gonna put it in the category of didn't like. I will, I'll put it in the category of yeah, it was pretty good. I can I I said this at the beginning and I'll say it again. I can objectively say that it wasn't a terrible movie. That being said, it didn't really hit any of the marks for me. The gore was great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it needed an extra half an hour onto it. It definitely needed to be longer. It needed an, at least an extra half an hour to flesh out the Sally character. Like I don't care that she died, but like yeah. 
they did nothing with her character. Like yeah. she was the main, the mainstay. Right. They did nothing with her character. F- flesh out the fucking the main characters too. Flesh out like the these, main characters. These kids are they're sh- they're chefs. They're influencers. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. They're coming. The... They're coming into gentr. Okay, we know that they're coming into gentrifying area, but why are they so well known? Like, why do people know who they are? They never fucking. It's just and they. And they have a whole team of investors who are ready to come into town and buy the place up and party on a sweet bus. Who are these people? Like, what the fuck? Flesh some of this out. Put an extra half hour into this movie and flesh some of this shit out. The best thing that I can say about this movie is that it was half-cocked. So they got halfway there. (laughs) But that's it. Like, I I feel like that in terms of being a sequel to an iconic franchise Mm. with an opportunity to do something kind of cool with returning characters and everything else, they shit the bed. (laughs) I think that Old Man Leatherface in, what was it, Texas Chainsaw 3D? Yes. Was a much more compelling character. I like that. I like the idea of that, that he... That his mother or the caretaker, whoever it was, died and he was just left on his own in this hidden room, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I that part of that story of that movie was compelling to me. Mm-hmm. I liked that idea. Yeah. Um the rest of the movie sucked, but that was good. Get him, cuz. The thing is though, is that at least in that movie, they brought back the original sheriff. Uh-huh. They brought back even Marilyn Burns was in it at the very end, yeah, right? Yeah. That movie actually had ties to the original. Mm-hmm. So, like, I almost want to say that I liked that movie, even with the whole Get It Cuz line. Yeah. I almost think that I liked that movie better than this one. Um, okay. okay. In terms of an old man Leatherface movie, right? Okay, yeah. Like, this one just had, it had all the chance in the world to do great, and it just, it just shit the bed. Yeah. You uh, know? Yeah. I don't know. That's I my, feel... that's my opinion on it. Last, le- uh, well, no, never mind. But I'm good. Nope, nope, say it. Um, I was going to say, uh, I think we already discussed it, though. Did you like the mask? I think it's important to discuss whether we like the yeah, mask or not. Yeah, I, I did like it. I liked, did I, did I like it as much as the original mask? No, but I understand that, like, this is establishing the fact that the mask wasn't really his personality. The mask was just whatever. Like, it was interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It was whatever face he put on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he got rid of the original mask. He was living this life. And then oh, and by the way, the, the, sorry, the scene in the beginning where he's actually sitting there in, mm. in the frame and I, fu- I missed it. Yeah, you yeah. apparently saw oh, it. Oh yeah, I saw it right away. It's spooky as shit. Yeah, it was cool. He's just sitting there in the frame when Dante is going to take the, the, uh, um, stars and bars down off yep. of the fucking side of the building. That's creepy as shit. And then in the next shot, he's gone and the chair that he was sitting in, it's made out of human bones. Yeah. Pretty cool. Because, of course. So, uh, Sorry, there was one thing that I, I, I did want to ask you. There's a scene after he puts his mother's face on. Yeah. He goes back to the house and puts makeup on it. Do you think that was a callback to The Next Generation? Uh, Is this, do you think where, where Alvarez or the director was talking about how it takes cues from all the movies? Sure, yeah. You think that's what that was? Yeah, probably. Okay. And he like pulled a dress out and stuff like that. Did he? Yeah. He pulled the dress out. I don't. He didn't put it on. Oh, okay. But he pulled it out of the closet, and then he started to put makeup on and stuff like that. I think it was just like uh, that was the only connection to the to the the original run that I really saw. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So next. Anyway, week, uh, next week we next, already know what we're doing. Or? Well, next oh. week. So we mentioned earlier in the show that uh, it's going to be two weeks before we get together to do our show, because it is. But we are getting together next week because we are going to be guests on Bloody Good Film Podcast. That's right. Because we don't get to talk about non-horror stuff often on the show, we're going over to their house to talk about Ninja Turtles, baby. 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're doing a comparison of the original 90s Ninja Turtles movie and the first Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie. Which, obviously, the Michael Bay movie is superior. <laughs> Come on. Everybody knows Come that. on. Right. Um, I'm excited to talk about it, though, because it is up our alley a little bit, because that original TMNT movie from the 90s mm. is laced with horror. Like, it's dark, and it's scary. and it's there's, also there's... La- It's also laced with horrors. That, too. Which yeah, that dope. April. Um, but like, so I, this is going to be good. It's going to be a good conversation. So we'll be there. We, um, I think they dropped their episode on Tuesday. So we're going to, we're going to, uh, promote that on our own page and all that. And that will be our episode for next week is going to be us on their show. Um, makes it a little bit easier for us to have to get the other two days in a row just cause you know, we're, we're family men now, James. Yes. Yeah. I got cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, no, it just makes it easier on us though with scheduling and whatnot yeah, yeah, to, to get together sure. once instead of twice for the week. So, right. um, but yeah, so that's what we're doing next week. So we'll let you know where you can find that, uh, over on their socials and all that good stuff. Yep. And but, then, uh, uh yeah. in the meantime, if you want to find us on our socials, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, tell your friends, tell, uh, tell your babysitter. If you're still of age to have a babysitter, I don't yeah. know why you'd be listening to our show. Call up your first grade teacher. Tell Ooh. it. Tell tell her. Miss Schulte? Or him. Yeah, Miss Schulte. Yeah. <laughs> call Miss Schulte. Yeah, she's probably dead. Remember, we talked about going to a grave and putting it on people's grave. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awful. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this week. Zip. Uh, we'll see you next week with the Bloody, Bloody Good Film Podcast for some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles talk. And until then... Cheers, bud. Turtle power. Turtle power. T-U-R-T-L-E. Cheers. Power.